0: nickflix what's in the queue hello and welcome to another episode of nickflix podcast i am your host nick and today is a nickflix spotlight edition on 2007's uh pixar hit ratatouille i can't help myself i, I like good food okay and good food is it's hard for a rat to find. It wouldn't be so hard to find if you weren't so picky. I don't want to eat garbage, Dad. <laughs> what is that? I don't really know. You don't know. And you're eating it. You know, if you can sort of muscle your way past the gag reflex, all kinds of food possibilities open up. This is what I'm talking about. Now, uh, full disclosure, when this movie first came out, um, I was not the biggest fan of it. I didn't think it was a bad movie or a great movie. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, it's a fine movie. Um, I didn't think it lived up to some of the other Pixar ones that had come before it. Though, to be fair to that movie, uh, Pixar was really on a roll. And, you know, in retrospect, they continued to be on a roll because Ratatouille is great. Um, But just, you know, I, I saw it probably in like 2008, 2009. Um, and I just didn't really care after I saw it. I was like, okay, cool, and then didn't think about it again uh, until the pandemic started. And uh, my son Theo, who is nonverbal autistic, he he was one and a half at the time, and he seemed to be really into movie musicals. Uh, but he would only want to watch like the same three. So, just one summer day, we were trying to find something else for him to watch. So we started Ratatouille. And it just clicked with him. He, for whatever reason, the movie he really loved. I think part of it is music. He seems to really connect to music. Um, and. I think that between the music probably watching the way the you know Remy the who's the rat the main character kind of moves around like there was something with the movie that just connected with him which was great and then watching it multiple times I picked up on a lot of stuff that I didn't remember and didn't catch the first time and I really started to enjoy the movie a lot uh, to now where I think it's you know one of my like top 3 or 4 favorite Pixar films um, so this movie, just a little background on it, uh, it stars Patton Oswalt as the main character, as Remy. Uh, it's all about him feeling like an outcast with his family, especially with his dad, who's voiced by Brian Dennehy. Uh, he loves food and fine cuisine. His family is rats, and they just eat garbage. And he wants to be like more like a human and, and be able to enjoy actual foods and not just uh, eat garbage. Um, and through uh, <clears throat> through a couple of uh, events, he ends up in Paris and um, his self-conscious uh, persona, I guess you could say, is voiced by Brad Garrett, who plays uh, this famous chef, Gusteau, who who has died. But he had a restaurant called Gusteau's, which is still up. It's still in Paris. And so Remy, all of his like inner thoughts about food is kind of portrayed through this envision he has of Gusteau. And there's a lot of great jokes between the two of them where, you know, uh, if he wants something from Gusteau, it's like, well, why didn't you do this? And he's like, hey, I'm a figment of your imagination. What could I do? So they they play on that with the two of them a lot. And it's actually a funny dynamic um, because Gusteau is he, he's got this saying that you here early in the movie which is uh, anyone can cook and remy doesn't feel that way so remy's a little bit of a snob whereas Gusteau is like you got to give everyone a chance and <clears throat> he stumbles upon the restaurant and he's watching you know from uh, up in the skylight while he watches all the chefs cooking and he's just enthralled this is what he's always wanted to do and there's this uh garbage boy named linguini who ends up who is actually the son of Gusto. You find that out semi-early that he's Gusto's son. And they kind of hint at it when they first introduce him because they say, this is Renata, you know, Gusto's old flame. This is her son. So you kind of get a hint that like, okay, there's a chance he's probably his dad. And then you find it out fairly early on that he's his father. Um, The head chef there is Chef Skinner voiced by Ian Holm, who is a real jerk. He's mean to everyone. <clears throat> and uh you know he he begrudgingly lets Linguini be the the garbage boy Linguini uh knocks over a thing of their soup and he starts adding stuff to it remy sees it remy ends up in the kitchen and actually fixes the soup um and uh, essentially what happens is Linguini and him work together because Linguini can't cook he's just a kind of a bumbling fool and They find out a way that Remy can control Linguini, which is by pulling on his hair. There's a lot of funny bits with it when they're the montage of them practicing. Um, And, you know, uh, for for these spotlight editions and for some of my episodes going forward, I had a a friend of mine recommended I do Nick Flick's Nuggets. And I love that. I love the sound of that. So uh, a little nugget on this movie. So um, it's directed by Brad Bird, who did. Uh, for his animated films both the incredibles and iron giant just to name a few so he does talk about uh how did they like the the challenge of figuring out how can remy be the one helping linguini and at first it was okay we'll have him like where he comes down his sleeve and he'll guide his hand through what they want to do and they're like that just doesn't doesn't work it would be too noticeable so they use the chef's hat um and that's why they're like okay we have to make it you know, translucent enough where he could see what's going on, but where no one, unless it's shined in the right light, can see that there's a rat on top of Linguini's head. And kind of a funny story about figuring some of these nuggets out, uh, on Disney+, Plus, there is an extra section for this movie, like there is for most movies, to make it seem like as if you bought the DVD. So there's a lot of deleted scenes, which my son Theo calls Ratatutti, as he says it, Ratatutti, 2 rat to 2t3 right to 2t4 there's like eight of these so um uh, a lot of the nuggets are coming from those directly and a lot of deleted scenes and you know another thing that this movie struggled with at first was uh brad bird talks about they wanted chef gusto alive through all of it but having him actually there in person it was creating too many subplots and he's and, you know, part of doing an animated children's film, even though this one adults could enjoy too, um, this is really a film for all ages, but you, you can't make an animated film that long. You kind of have to stay in that hour and a half to hour and 45 minute range. Um, and he was just like, OK, this is getting too long. We need to start trimming some stuff. And he goes, so they decided to kill off Gusto, But then they're like, well, we'll we won't actually kill him. Te- well, we'll kill him technically, but we will have his character then be Remy's subconscious, which I think works way better than if you actually had Gusto alive. You know, because again, Remy can't talk to Linguini, so it's kind of Remy's way of expressing what he wants, uh, through using Gusto's, you know, his imagination with Gusto and. Again, it's just a movie where having watched it now so many times, I pick up on there's so many good jokes. It's just it flows really well. Um, uh, I think part of what makes the movie really, really great is the score. Now this score is by uh, Michael Giacchino, who has been on a hell of a run of the last, you know, fifteen or twenty years. Most recently, he's done the Batman score from last year. He's done Rogue One. He's done the score for all the new Spider-Man Tom Holland movies for Pixar. He's done Up, both Incredibles, Coco for Disney. He's done Zootopia. Uh, what's but what's so great about Michael Giacchino is his scores. None of them sound alike. He's got a unique style of really making his score special for that movie. Um, you know, for me, John Williams, and I'm sure for a lot of people, is the goat uh, of of music composers for movies. Uh, but to, but I wouldn't put Michael Giacchino in his class yet, but I do think he's like that next group behind him. And I think he's definitely building a resume that is incredibly impressive. Um but again, it's important for the movie. The Like all the movies I talk about on here, and I'm it's usually going to be a criteria, is you got to have a great score or a great soundtrack. And what's so awesome about this movie is the score. It's that like, you know, French, European sounding, you know, music. And they do use a couple, uh, well, they use one uh, song multiple times that's an actual French song. And I love it. It's used so well in the movie. It's used during a montage. It's used during you know towards the end it mixes with the score the you know there's there's a couple different parts of the score that that especially you know Theo and my son Harrison both love and uh side note if you're ever in Epcot they do have the Ratatouille ride and they love that ride that's a ride that you could have little kids go on so for any of you parents out there who have are going to Epcot or Epcot sorry <laughs> definitely ride the Ratatouille ride and that's my plug for Epcot um and again, it's just, you know, it's one of these movies that I think for me just kind of fell at a time where, you know, I loved Monsters, Inc. I thought Incredibles was great. Never been always the biggest, you know, Finding Nemo fan, but I understand why people love it. And I mean, it's a very good movie. So I just think maybe Ratatouille kind of came at a point for me where I was like, eh, OK, you know, it was fine. It's not, you know, the Toy Story movies or Monsters, Inc. for me. So Uh, But I'm so glad that I was able to, you know, rediscover this movie. Um, And I think uh, that it's one where, again, you could watch it with with kids of all ages. There's enough for everyone to enjoy. Uh, But more importantly for me, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Uh, Because for any parent who has an autistic child or a child with any type of disability, you know, you try to find any silver linings you can. And this was definitely one that came at a very, you know, important time for, for me and my family. And it, it's something now that uh, I will always cherish. It's going to be a movie that not only do I love it because it's a good movie, but it was just a special bonding for me and my son. And, uh, you know, both my sons, uh, my, my uh, younger son, Harrison loves the movie too. Um, especially the music and, you know, again, it's just one of these things where sometimes a movie you forget about and then you discover it. So I love that. I love discovering a movie that I had only seen once. It was, you know, a decade past. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, this movie's fantastic. I really wish I would have given this another shot. Um, so again, uh, the, there's not a ton of nuggets on our Netflix nuggets on this episode, Uh, but definitely if you watch it on Disney plus check out the special features, it is kind of fascinating to see some of the deleted scenes, some of the ideas that they, that they had going, uh, going into the movie, some of the changes they made. There's also, as my son, uh, as Theo calls it, Ratatutti 2, which is the, there's a told by emojis summary of the movie. Um, and he loves those both him and his, and his brother Harrison. So um, you know, not to get too sentimental, but I would love to dedicate this episode uh, so to my son, Theo. So one day when you're listening to Daddy's podcast, this episode is for you, buddy. I love you more than anything. And for Harrison, Daddy loves you too. And I will dedicate a different movie to you, my man. But um, that has been a uh, another edition of Nick Flick's Spotlight Edition. Take care and stay tuned to see what's next in the queue. This has been another edition of Nickflix Podcast. I would love to hear your feedback on the movies discussed in today's episode. Feel free to leave a comment on the official Nickflix Twitter page, which is at Nick Flick's Pod, or on Instagram at Nickflix Podcast. If you could also give a follow and leave a review on either Apple or Spotify that will help me reach a bigger audience. Thank you all and stay tuned next to see what's in the queue.